It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Time for your top four at four. Brought to you this afternoon by the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. Here's Tucker Harlan. Thank you, Russell. At number one, lots of Tennessee football recruiting information oh. for you. Quite a bit over the last 24 hours. Uh, Zaylance Watch officially concluded on Sunday as the LSU transfer offensive lineman made an official commitment to the Vols. Just minutes later, the Vols landed a defensive lineman transfer in Jackson Moy out of Stanford, who recorded 15 tackles, half a sack, and a pass defended for the Cardinal. This morning, the Vols landed a five-star quarterback, George McIntyre, from Brentwood Let's go. over Alabama and LSU. Let's go. Let's go. Pretty good 24 hours, man. Hypo on a heater. If, he wa- if he's a Vegas guy, if he wants to get up to Harris or something, then... Now might be a good time. Well, that and it was just the continual, like, Caleb Downs, uh, Spurn, Georgia, ended up at Ohio State. Florida's not currently uh, Houston. I don't know if you saw it while you were out of, out of the country. Under They're investigation. Under investigation. Bamas has been routed. Rolling Russell is wanting to flood the tunnels underneath Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man, it's, it's good. You know, Heard obviously instant impact guy, left tackle. You better be ready. You better be good. Um, Moy, I think it's interesting because Depth I don't know that he's better year. than any of the guys that we have ready to play this year. I think you know the four D tackles we have in front of him are just as good or better. But we lose like all those guys. Yeah, and he's already and he's got two years. So he's got two years, and he already played two years of. You know, it was at Stanford. I mean, they play in the Pac-12, and he's a yeah, he, great he, big Samoan defensive tackle. So hopefully we plug him in and kind of count on him for 2025 more than 2024. And, of course, McIntyre, he will be the heir to the heir. Although, let's not count out Merklinger. Let those two duke it out in the spring of 2026. It's he nice to another, have options. He was another one that I think Merklinger, didn't he play in the Polynesian Bowl? Yes. Yes. At number two, Dalton Connect has earned more weekly honors. First, the Naismith Award named him the National Player of the Week. Additionally, Connect was named SEC Player of the Week, the first Vol to win it in consecutive weeks since Admiral Schofield. And the first Vol to win the Naismith Player of the Week nationally since Grant back in 2019. Really? He's on a tear, man. DK knows no mercy. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. I'm already started getting that pang, uh, that twinge the other day, realizing that it sunk in. I was like, we only got this guy for one year. It's gotten to the point where every time he gets the ball, I'm like, ooh, here we go. Here we go. He's special, man. What a find. At number three, Tennessee is up one spot to number five in the latest AP poll. Uh, Kansas took a loss at West Virginia this week, allowing the Vols to move up into that five spot from six. Kentucky is still on its tail, though, at six now, and Auburn has jumped into the top ten at number eight. Bad loss by Kansas. Yeah. Not a very good West Virginia team, but I will take it. 
there were um, there were a couple of just like I mean Memphis went down to Tulane yesterday. Memphis has had a bad week. They fell from ten to nineteen, I believe. Is in that this one. six straight games they've played at, to one possession, and they've lost what the last two? Well, yeah, they. I don't know if they're three of the last four because they had that game against Wichita State where they just couldn't miss from three and ended up winning by like twenty something. And puke lost, hey, right? It happens, man. We took yeah, a dump did. at the hump. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, we're they known had, for doing that. Who did Duke lose to? Uh, Pittsburgh. They had the guy standing up on the scorers <laughs> table. That was great. awesome. <laughs> Cameron Crazies. <laughs> oh man. To uh, Coach K disciple Jeff Capel. About that. That's and, how you say his name. Yeah. How do you say it? Capel. Jeff. Ka- okay. Jeff Capel. Weren't there two of them, right? Yeah, he's a Jason. brother. You, yeah, he okay. went to North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? Forgotten about him. Is that it? The Capel brothers. One more. And finally, at number four, the New England Patriots are prepared to back up the Brinks truck under new head coach Gerard Mayo in hopes right. of returning the franchise to prominence. We're bringing in talent 1,000%, Mayo said Monday, with a touch of humor and a radio interview. We have a lot of cap space and cash. We're ready to burn some cash. The Patriots' cap salary cap Kraft might is, pro- yeah, it's, it's projected around $65 million. That's the fourth most in the NFL. Titans got what, like 75 something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, they got a lot of cap space this year. I don't know. Maybe Kraft, I mean, he's got a – that was the thing that jumped out at me about the Patriots the past couple of years. They're just, their talent level went way yeah. down. I was doing my weekly perusing of mock drafts this morning, and I saw three or four different drafts that had Williams, May, and Jordan Daniels going one, two, three, like in in several different drafts. Um, the Patriots taking Jordan Daniels, Jaden, Jaden Daniels, um, and saw the the Titans in several taking the first offensive tackle. Off the board, which was alt in the ones I looked at. So, who would you? You don't, I think I may have asked I mean, you. I, that. I don't know. Between like, him and the. I don't know. Whoever. Who, kid from let, let the football people figure it out. Like, whoever the better one is, that's that's who I want. I mean, they're both left tackle prototype size. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with either one on paper. Thank you, Tucker. Great top four. At four, brought to you by the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. Let them take the stress of the modern real estate experience off your shoulders and make it as easy for you as possible. Get it listed, get it sold, and move on. Call Bo today at 865-742-1035 for a free consultation or just go online to bonoshouses.com. Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. Tennessee rolls right over Alabama Saturday at Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. I mean, it was just – it was never in doubt, man. We, we just took it to them. Never trailed, right? Mm, no. No. That's always fun. I don't think so. I mean, we took – We really had a shot in the first half to blow that thing wide open, but I think – wasn't that around the time where uh, Adu got – yeah, he had two fouls pretty early in the game. And somebody else did, and it we had he went to some really different rotations. God, man, how good has Adu become? 
He's very oh. good at starting games for Tennessee. Gets that jump hook going. Dude, he's there at the beginning. He's the best rim protector that's been on this been around here in a long time. It's just interesting to me that I think in the offseason, a lot of us felt that this would be Vescovy and Triple J's team. Mm-hmm. We were hoping that Connect would would be good. We were hoping Adu would take another step, and we knew that Ziegler was going to take a while to play himself back into form. Well, Connect has been excellent. Adu has taken a huge step, and Ziegler hasn't taken much time to to round himself back into shape mm-hmm. at all. And it's kind of it's like those three are a catalyst. It's Ziegler running the show. Like everything pretty much goes through Adu, and then Connect does what he wants. Uh, he scores whenever he wants. And so um, Triple J and Vescovy have become the role players, the glue guys. And as long as they're okay with it, I mean, Triple J looks con- perfectly content to just be a pass first, kind of just like shoot when I'm open, do the dirty work kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, and Vescovy, I, I, you know, it, it still feels like there's more for him to offer this team. I don't want to say he's in a slump, but he still doesn't look like – the Santy that we have come to know and love the past four years. Nobody did pull the trigger. I was I meant to ask you that on VR. I did notice that he had a couple of those and he drained both yep. of them where he did the head fake and instead of passing it, hopped back and hopped back got a and shot. Just yeah. absolutely drained it. Yeah, I mean it, it it's interesting the way it is working out. So I mean that that to me, connect Adu, Vescovy, Ziegler, Triple J is a pretty darn good starting five. And it's it's pretty clear that May Shack is going to play a lot of minutes coming off the bench. It's pretty clear that um, Ganey is, is going to have a big role for this team. Awaka, I, I, I don't know what, what's going on. Only five minutes for Tobey the, the other night. Freddie Buckets gets in and makes his biggest impact. I mean, everybody, if, if you're looking for a nit to pick, it would probably be Awaka. He's not – I'm kind of afraid to yeah. say. I don't know that he gives us a whole lot more than Estrella has been giving us. He keeps – he fouls too much. He can't stay on the floor. I mean, he's a good enforcer. Well, ho- hopefully it's just a, f- a thing he's going through, a phase, if you will. I feel like there's just a little bit more punch right now with Adu offensively than Awaka. Well, Adu's a lot more uh, developed, polished. Yeah, Adu's starting to look, you know, I mean, he's sort of like a grown-ass <laughs> yeah. man now, like a pro. Yeah. Did you he's realize? Like and you know how they – you, you watch him do that, it's like, wait a minute, he's a grown man now. Did you realize – He's left-handed, but he plays basketball right-handed. That's why that left-handed move he's got is so sweet. And probably I didn't know natural. that. I didn't either. I, I saw it on – I heard Barnes say uh, he's playing like a lefty. It was a, a video. But he of, is a I, lefty? Well, yeah, he said um, – or no, it was – he was on that thing with, uh, I think, Mark Packer. And I, I saw the video online last night of uh, – yeah, he said that he's he's left-handed. But he grew up playing basketball right-handed, and so, like that seems like a pretty good way to be. Like your left hand is going to be better than most right-handers' left hand. You see that though in different things where guys will be. See it in baseball a lot where left-handers just play, or like Phil Mickelson is is right-handed, but he plays golf left-handed. Left-handed, and then the, I've seen some left-handed. 
left-handed guys that'll play right-handed. Yeah, you you see it in in baseball a lot just because there's not many left-handed mitts, but um, I, that's the first I'd ever heard of it in basketball. But anyway, he he has become a four, nine of fourteen from the field in twenty-five minutes. 19 points, uh, four rebounds, which is kind of on the low side, four blocks. And that might be – the, the scoring jumps out at you, but the four blocks, you're playing a team like Alabama, right, where everything is going to be a three-pointer or at the rim. Or they at have the rim, right. No, no mid-range game. And so he has four blocks, but there are at least four or five other shots yeah, that, that he discouraged, count. altered, or otherwise caused to, to go awry. For Alabama, that's rim protection. That was the thing you noticed when he first started playing here. Was he wasn't getting the amount of blocks, but he was altering shots. Mm -hmm. And now he's getting both. You're getting the four, you know, probably between three and five blocks a game. Some of them pretty nasty. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, they go up and they don't want to get blocked, so they come out wide and fling up a prayer for the layup. And that's, I mean, it doesn't count as a block, but it's an altered shot and it's just as good. I just think Jonas has a lot more offensive game than Kyle did he does I didn't I didn't foresee him being that good the first two years Rick Barnes development Mm -hmm. big band development well he I mean even last year like he'd have games uh, the biggest thing this year it's just his consistency he's bringing it night after night he's one of the two best players on the team and as much as it stunk at the time it probably helped him a lot to go up against the Hunter Dickinson Zach Edes Baycott's like he Oh, he, sure. He got thrown right into the fire early in the season and probably, like, at times I thought he held his own but probably got a little bit of his confidence shaken. But now that he's going against kind of just your standard yeah. big guys, he's playing really well. You Two know, really, bats really in well. the on-deck circle, man. When you're playing against Dickinson and Edie, it's going up against Nick Pringle. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's skinny as hell. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing that I've noticed is that um, connect um, – being the breakout guy and Zakai just playing off of him, kind of feel like we've gotten back to the Zakai that we saw with Kennedy Chandler, where he's almost much better if if he's not, you know, the number one option. Because they're so busy worrying about what Connect's going to do, and then I mean, yeah. the moment you lose track of where Ziegler is on the court, that's when he's going to kill you. Kind of a pick your own poison, yeah, kind of thing. It's it's a good situation to be in, man. It's good stuff. 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to get on board. 546-8200. Tennessee now with the off week for some reason. Hmm. And then we play Vanderbilt. I kind of miss having a game, and I wonder what it's going to do like routine-wise, but it's kind of cool. Another way of looking at it, you get solid week of, of rest, you know, you kind of, what are we, almost one-third of the way through the SEC season? Uh, we get some time to dial in on, on Vanderbilt. I don't – Practice, Not going to overlook them after what happened up there last right, year. Right, And And we owe them. I, I would like to – first of all, I would like to see an orange out inside Memorial Gym, which I think is possible because – Auburn took over that place last week. Let's, I, let, let's, let's do that Saturday. Let's have a party at Memorial Gym, and let's – Let's make them lick the white dog poop. Uh, after last year, I would love a thorough ass whipping. Yeah, what? they're not very good. Like this is this is the perfect opportunity to go in there and just dominate. The guy that hit the game winner, Tyron Lawrence, is one of the few pieces coming back from that team. 
They got him, and then they got another point guard, and that's basically it from last year's team. The big weird-looking dude with the man bun went to South Carolina. Citadel. Oh, wait, no, Studi. There's a couple of them. Hmm. I want to beat them by like 40. Yeah. That's a good round they number. They like punks last year. I went back. I was right on volunteer reaction. Big boy, let, let's show them. Let, remind yeah. you who you are. Little brother. We'll slap you around, rub your nose in uh, a little bit. Make you – remember who runs the show around here. Yeah. It's our world. We allow you to exist in it. In every sport, including baseball now. <laughs> Roberto – is next on the drive. Good afternoon, Roberto. Afternoon, gentlemen. Hope you guys are well. Thanks for being there today. It's what we do. Well, your side roads to Knoxville are abysmal. Still. <laughs> yes. Unreal. Be careful out um, there. You guys must have incredible school system over here because we in Maryville, our, our roads are clear, so clearly our school system sucks. Well, you guys did it. You guys end up not getting much. Yeah, snow, you were right? like parts of Maribel got like seven or eight inches, but yeah, in East Maribel, out in out in proper God's country, we didn't get as much. East but, side. I mean, still I was able to snow ski in the neighborhood, so it counts. It was good. It's good. Um, you you mentioned something a minute ago. I think it was Bear actually who said it, uh, and and it triggered in me to thought was that. When Zakai can essentially be Robin and not Batman, he's better, and I agree with that. But even more so, when Zakai doesn't have to be the guy that runs the entire offense, like ball handling wise, he's so much better because I think he congests our offense a little bit with his ball ball handling. He, he dribble, he's like a heavy dribble guy. Would you guys agree with that? Sometimes, yeah, and uh, you know, I noticed. More and more, Connect gets the ball, and he'll just bring it up. Mm-hmm. Which that, that throws – defensively, you know, you don't want you, – you don't like your small forward or your three or four man, whoever, guarding the guy bringing the ball up. Like, that just throws no, not, your defense No, not when the guy of, can completely break you down in the open mm-hmm. court like he can. Yeah. I was like last week years old when I knew that, and when I found out Dalton Connect was like six one his senior year in high school. Thought it was five. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. Wow, growth spurt. I, huh? I guess why he didn't get recruited, right? Yeah, that's why he had to go play for that. Eddie Trinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Trinkle, you missed that one, Houston. Yeah, that. But made some close and, notes. Uh, you guys are talking about Alabama, poor Alabama. Don't you feel bad for them guys? No, nope. not a bit. I hope oh, all the bad things that happen bad. in the world happen to them and them alone. I hope they never win another uh, game in any sport. For what we've done to them in the last 15 calendar months in recruiting and in football, other they, they beat us this year. We, we, we had them on the ropes, and we I don't know what happened. They got us this year because I think Nick Saban's just he's – all, he's an all-time coach, and this year was an all-time coaching job. But what we've done to them in baseball, basketball – Football, women's everything, recruiting. I feel like we should take them to like a nice, like buy them a drink or something first. You know what I mean? The way we've been giving it to them. And it feels good, guys. I'm not going to lie. I hate those bass backwards rednecks. And man, beating them by 20 in basketball was not on my uh, was not on my bingo card. 
this year. I didn't think we could do that. But Nate Oates, you know, it turns turns out I wanted him real bad. I, I'm a I'm not a Barnesanista. I'm a bit of a Pearlanista. That's known. But I became an Oatesanista until until last year when he did the whole all the things he did last year, and then he just solidified how big a butthole he really is with pushing that player and totally getting away with it because he's at Alabama. If that's Rick Barnes, how long is Rick Barnes suspended? I never heard you guys say that. How long is Rick well, Barnes I mean, Rick, suspended if he pushes that kid? You're never going to see. I mean, Rick, Rick Barnes would never do that. He'd tell him to get on, yep. but he wouldn't put his hands on him. But I'd if he put Bruce his hands Pearl. on him because he's Tennessee's coach and not Alabama's coach, even though he's way more respected than Nate Oates, how long does he get suspended? I don't know, but the Oatsian, the, the Oatsers, the Oatsians, the, the Oats goats, whatever we want to call them. Just call them the Oats. They're not, they're not so vocal anymore, are they? I, I'm not, and I was one of them. To be fair, Russ, I'm owning that. But also, you can't do that. And he just keeps. I mean, he he, he harbored he harbored a, a known potential felon on his teams, and and if nothing else, an aider and a better to murder on his teams because he wanted to win, and that's the most Alabama thing ever. And I'm just glad that we at Tennessee, I mean, we're not above everything, but we're above that. When it comes to that, we're above that in reproach. And I can I feel really good about that. I love where we're at as a program and I love that as a as an athletics department, I genuinely believe Tennessee is now the best athletics department in the SEC, and that's a hell of a thing. Take care. Thank you, Roberto. Gotta gotta win some championships. We need a banner or two. Yeah, yeah, like yep. It's and and now's the time, man. Let's go. Now's the time. Let's go. Like you know, we get in this mindset. Oh, we're building to it. We get there. Like you got to take it, man. If we make the final four, you going to Phoenix? You down, Houston? May have to be right. You never know if you're going to get back. The drive to the desert. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll be flying, but oh, you can oh. run with us. Big shot bear. <laughs> Sensible bear. We'll rent a some sort of luxury vehicle. Mm. Take our time. How, how how long a drive is it to Phoenix? That's got to be like I'm gonna look 16, that up. 20 hours. Oh, it's more than that. It. No, it's more than that. I think it took him because you got to add. It is a come on, load for me. We go spend the night with Rick Butler's family. It says 27 hours. Go spend the night at Casa de Butler yeah. in Dallas. It says a day and two hours from here. We can break it up. I'll drive it. Stop in Dallas. I'm good. Think of uh, all the that buckies. would send us on a different route, but yeah, we could do that. Think of all the buckies we encounter on the way. Drive through the Grand Canyon. Knock yourself out with those. And see Reverend Rick climb the ladder and cut those nets down. Yeah. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. I'll it go. is time. Stay with us. The drive continues. One guy who saw Tennessee putting the 20-point beat down on the tide was Jamie Utah, Kronos. And he will join us to hang on the rim when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. We're on 105.7 FM, 1340 AM in Knoxville. We are streaming on your free Fan Run app. And we have a podcast. 
Right, Tucker? We have a podcast? We do have a podcast. Okay. It is up that wasn't and running. a question. I was, that was a statement. No, I was asking. We have a podcast? Yes. We do have a podcast. Believe it or not. I'm Russell Smith. Tucker is not the last intern to screw up a podcast at the station. There was an epic one last week on another show. Mm. Oh, boy. Just gone. Uh, no, e- even worse, the last 10 minutes of the hour, which I feel like is a pretty good dead giveaway that you forgot to push record. At the Overtime? Of the hour. No. G.I. Jake. show. Yeah. Well, it happens, unfortunately. Jake and Marcus blamed Hollander, so I thought it was... Let's get Corn Pop, the time cop, in here next. Jamie, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Gentlemen. Yes. So, what a time right now, guys. Man, you know, I was sitting here while I was on hold. You know, here we are signing two of the best quarterback or got a commitment from and a signing from two of the best quarterbacks to ever commit and sign here. Meanwhile, Alabama's in flux. Meanwhile, Florida's got Sun Belt Billy. You know. Meanwhile, uh, you know Ohio State they they're, they're struggling with uh, you know making it to the playoffs. Meanwhile, Michigan's getting ready to have a new coach. It's like I wonder if this is you know I wonder if the twenty years in the desert is about to uh, you know uh, the dividends are about to come uh, mature on a uh, big orange. This decade's going to be a decade of the balls. All right, man. It might. Well, got to make hay while the sun is shining. Cornbread, yes, oddly enough, was right about a couple of things. That, both the decade of the Vols and then decent recruiter, too, Ooh. actually. Right. He's ahead of his time yep. with the NIL stuff there. We should have given him another year. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, the thing about it is, though, um, just watching Pruitt, Butch coach a lot of five-stars, and watching Pruitt coach, there's one thing that I, I did. They left here with me, no doubt in my mind, is those guys didn't have any idea what they were doing. So whether or not, you know, the guy could exist in an NIL environment, regardless, he couldn't He couldn't put that together for a win on a football field like Apple could. Would you guys take know, be, would, would you guys sarcastic. take Coach Cornbread back right now as defensive coordinator over Uncle Fluffy? Hell yes. Cornbread. Hell yeah. Dude, I would take – Might uh, upset team I, chemistry. I think it would too. I would take that cat that came in here since Sari over uh, – Oh, okay. over Jay. No. You, were, you were doing Jay. so well. <laughs> I'm trying to – a little sarcasm to make my point. I was going to say, the guy gave up 52 to Troy. We can't do that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I was trying to exaggerate to make a point. So no, 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 sincere. He's not that. He's not that bad. Um, we can we can do better if we're gonna if we're gonna reach the, you know, the the peak. If we're gonna reach the pinnacle here, it's uh, he's gonna have to do better than what he's been doing. Um, secondary, he's gonna have to get some talent back there in the secondary. Um, but um, yeah, man, I I was sitting there thinking about that. I want to get y'all's impression on that. You know, Georgia seems to be the biggest hurdle right now. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, I know I know he's at his alma mater, but, you know, NFL. You ever thought about coaching the NFL, Kirby? <laughs> I mean, that's something. You really don't want to retire, you know, just winning do- titles in the, in the NCAA. Point, you ought to, no, he needs yeah, to prove himself to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sold yeah. on the guy. Go exactly. coach the Falcons. <laughs> uh, but, you know, irregardless if the guy doesn't leave Georgia um, – 
to – I mean, he's going to have to beat up. He's got five stars all over the place, and if we start landing five stars all over the place, um, I, I put our I put our uh, X's and O's up against his. I think he's I think him and uh, Saban they're not the greatest uh, stat- you know strategeries in the world. They just happen to have better players than everybody else. I'm not saying they're awful game day coaches. I just think that you know Kirby did an interview a while back talking about how it's it's you know 80 percent of it's recruiting, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's just that's just the way it is. You know we. We've had that uh, argument on here a time or two, maybe in a stargazer. It's just uh, that tends to be the guys that are on top. Um, but anyway, uh, congratulations to the to the basketball uh, team Saturday. Um, you know, we're just doing what we do right now. Um, we'll see how we handle it in March. But I, I took I took y'all's advice, man. I'm enjoying watching. Uh, it, 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 I, I enjoy watching us crush teams more than just winning. I I, I mean, not just blowing them out i'm talking about watching them uh just hang their heads you know just like we used to do in, in football back in the day you know teams that thought they would come in here and handle us and we just you know send them home with an l and i want to get back to doing that i like i like that feeling so uh congratulations to the vols we'll see we'll see what it does we got another month to uh improve that seed you know i don't know I, we've never had a one seed out of out of our program have we no um this could be the year, man. As a matter of fact, I just I just think this squad is uh, is has the best chance to go far in March because we've got that traditional point guard, man. The, the guy just gets after it on defense, and he's he's a distributor first. And um, I mean, he may not play in the NBA because of his size, but I mean, he's exactly what you need, um, especially in March. You know, you got to have a backcourt in March, and we I really like you know, especially if Viscovi gets hot. I mean, Connect stays hot. I just don't see how um, how we you know how we fail to get far. So let's leave it at that. Uh, but I'll, I'll let I'm gonna get off here, guys, and let y'all talk about it. With uh, you know, here we are, 2024 early, coming out of the of the thaw, the great thaw, and uh, Alabama ain't what they used to be. You know, um, everybody's in flux right now. It's just, you know the only powerhouse that's uh, that's established is Georgia. You know, Florida's struggling, so. This could be our time, guys. Hey, congratulations on uh, on your uh, coming back from your honeymoon and your wedding there, uh, Houston. I'll talk to you guys later. Appreciate it, Jamie. Thanks, man. Actually, it just hit me. I'm I'm glad. I'm mad at myself. I didn't think of that analogy to where that would have been a good show intro. The the thawing of the ice outside, representing the thawing and decay of nearly 15 years of ineptitude. Over on the hill, the bright tomorrow, the sunshine coming to warm us and hopefully bringing championships along with it. I really like the bright tomorrow. Yeah, the floodwaters are receding. There you go. It's that whole the speech. Uh, yeah, you know what it's from, don't you? But the waters receded. I always get all of those asteroid movies confused. Deep impact. Deep impact, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the waters receded. Was that one? Was that the Steven Seagal one? No, God, no. It was uh, Tia Leone. Who else was in that? Uh, the guy who played Frodo. I always forget his real name. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Morgan Freeman. Uh, Richard Schiff. And um, God, I the think president. I've seen that one. The president. It's where the comet, and then it splits in two, and one part of it hits. Robert Duvall's in it. 
Yeah, it's got an all-star cast. Everybody's Good in cast. it. Sounds like it. And then who play, played the president? I Morgan Freeman. Yes. Morgan Freeman's the president. But the waters will recede it. Do I know what's this called? Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Okay. I have to look that one up. Surely you've seen it. You I just don't remember so. it. Really? So I'll tell you asteroid hits. Off, mm-hmm. Not an asteroid. They're in a boat, right? Or they're in water. No. No. It's, they send a ship to go destroy it. It's. Uh, they, yeah, I don't want to give, give they it away. They came out like simultaneously with uh, Armageddon, so they're very similar stories. We really got into the disaster movies there in the late 90s for a minute. Yeah, yeah. and then that stopped on a dime after you know, 9-11. What, whatever happened there. <laughs> I know what happened there. Saudi Arabia attacked us. Well, I think we could probably, uh, enough time has passed, uh, 20 years. We can do some disaster movies now, right? Mm-hmm. Fire back up. We've gotten into the horror movie thing. Like, yeah. The horror movies have been. I, I love it. That's fine by me. It. Horror movies and, and superhero movies. Yeah, the superhero genre really took off. King Kong. We needed a hero. Got Godzilla. 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 Kung Fu Panda 4 is coming out. Skadoosh. Skadoosh. You big Kung Fu Panda guy? I, I think I've only seen the first one. I thought the first one was okay, okay. but I, I didn't see any of the other ones. I watched Ted. I like Ted 1. Thunder I don't think buddies. I ever saw Ted 2. That that deal he does in the in the grocery store when he's when he's got his job. I mean, he can't say any of this on Run Round. We need to get away from this. All right. Let's get TJ in here then. TJ, the Kentucky fan is next what's up tj hey what's up guys how y'all doing doing well how are you sir not bad hey look uh alabama's problems i think this is karma from letting a um i don't don't know what the word is it is i'm from kentucky so i apologize but letting somebody who knew about a murder still play of that poor innocent lady last year and Going, you know, I think he went in the second or third overall pick. This is this is karma for that because nothing came of that. So Alabama basketball. Where is Brandon Miller playing? The Kick Hornets. Up. That's what I thought. Loser. Um, I can't wait. Jamal shut him down. I can't wait till February third. Um, right now it's number five versus number six, eight thirty ESPN prime time in Rupp Arena. I can't wait to see what uh, Adu and Awaka do against Bradshaw and Mitchell and Zavonimir of Visich. That's going to be fun to see those big guys going at it down low that game. Have they? Have you guys been challenged physically the way Tennessee will challenge? Whenever Barnes and Cal tangle, it's always like borderline a wrestling match. I mean, we played Kansas, and when we played Kansas, we had no big men at all. We had guards guarding that Dickinson dude. Um, You know, I mean, I I think we've been challenged. I think that, you know, I think uh, it's going to be another wrestling match that that you talk of. I really do. Kentucky's on a little bit of a roll here. Uh, It looks like you guys have won about eight of your last nine, something like that. So, yeah, man, uh, you've got Georgia, South Carolina, Arkansas, the dregs of the league coming up here. So you guys are going to be on a roll. you got Florida right before Tennessee comes into town. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, a quick show of hands here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. You guys expect to win at Rupp? <laughs> That's a bit. Uh, I, I feel like Bear belatedly raised his hand. Well, I was going to ask when CJ got off. Would show you show a false bravado? Well, would you, I mean, would you, you take a split the right referees. now? Well, okay, sure. that's the better question. Would you you would take the split. I I'm tempted to roll the dice. I think I might roll the dice. I think we're I'd that be good. happy with a split, I but you I guys think I'd roll the dice. about the referees. Look at every damn call under the sun up there. I'll tell you what would be worse than oh, that. Oh, bear. When- you're the only one who says that, Bear. Oh, come no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No, well, TJ. Every time arena is deadly. Every time Tennessee You're not now yeah, you aren't you aren't gonna come on here and deny that there's every fan base in the SEC or in, in college basketball for that. There's a reason they're called the Rupperies. I'll tell you who will be worse okay. than the Rupperies. Jay Bias on that broadcast. Uh, when he well, inevitably hey, I'm walks just in there. Say, UNCW beat Kentucky and Rupp this year, so I didn't see any Rupperies for that game. I'm yeah, but saying. you guys are known gaggers with some of these smaller <laughs> games in the beginning of the season. I mean, you do. Well, hey, speaking of gaggers, 16 years ago today, Billy Gillespie beat Bruce Pearl in number three. Was that the Jody Meeks game? I think so. No, that was against Conzo, wasn't it? No, it was Bruce. It was against Bruce. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to uh... – Reference a Kentucky uh, win over not today, Bruce. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the show five four six eighty two hundred. Stay with us. The drive continues. Back with more right after this. The drive. Back here on The Drive, it's Fan Run Radio. An aging mobster in Minneapolis has admitted to stealing an iconic pair of movie footwear. Ruby slippers. There you go. Look at the big brain on bear. I guess that's really the only iconic movie footwear. Only ones I can think of. Well, I mean, you were saying Minneapolis almost went with, you know, like Prince's boots from Purple Rain. (laughs) Stilettos. Terry John Martin's defense attorney finally revealed the 76-year-old's motive for the 2005 theft from the Judy Garland Museum in the late actor's hometown of Grand Rapids, Minnesota. A new memo filed ahead of his January 29th sentencing in Duluth uh, said the mobster wanted to go on, quote, one last score after an old associate led him to believe that the famous shoes must be adorned with real real jewels to justify their $1 million insurance value. Hmm. The Not FBI recovered the shoes in 2018 when someone else tried to claim an insurance reward on them, but Martin wasn't charged with stealing them until last year. Stole Dorothy's ruby red slippers. How long ago did he actually steal them? Stole them in 2005. Wow. From the museum. They were recovered in 2018, and he's now being charged at, at 76. 76 year old mobster, we go ahead and charge him for theft crimes? Yes. <laughs> I think so. I went down a rabbit hole. It was like unsolved, like 
priceless items that have been uh, yeah. that have been stolen. It's it's pretty wild. He is uh, this guy's physically incapable of presenting a threat to society. His attorney says he's in hospice care with a life expectancy of less than six months. This does sound like a classic mob. <laughs> oh, like being a good fellow, their oxygen mask. I'm not a threat. I'm just a nice old man. Sure, I used to mob it up back in the day, but. Put him in the changed. hole. Needs oxygen at all times because of his chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder, and he's in a wheelchair at his most recent court appearance. It's exactly like the end of. Uh, it's a casino or Goodfellas. I mean, this is also kind of Johnny Sack. He did have the cancer. Yeah, he did. He did have the cancer. He loves smoking cigarettes. In other Wizard of Oz move uh, news. More Wizard of yeah. Oz news? Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm tying together two separate stories here. All right. Uh, Kenya Barris, the creator of Blackish. You big Blackish fan? Bear, what's blackish? He is says he wants to remake two classic films to be more inclusive with people of color in the starring roles. In an interview with Variety, Barris says he is working on remakes of The Wizard of Oz and It's a Wonderful Life. Wizard of Oz was already done. It was called The Wiz. <laughs> That's... And it's a classic. It was The Wiz is a classic? Love that movie. The Wiz is terrible. No, it's not. You do not like The Wiz. I did You're, when I was a no, kid. No, you didn't. Nobody liked The Wiz. I'm The Wiz. <laughs> Nobody beats me. I don't know. Michael Jackson was kind of cool and had a lot of famous people. Do you remember any of the songs from The Who was it? Bill Cosby was in it? Uh, now I'm starting to think about My, Yeah, Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson. Those are two... Two he's pillars on, of oh, what was it? American he's on society. Down, he's on down the road. That, that one, that's the only song uh, I can remember. He's on down the road. Diana Ross. I remember watching it. We used to just deal with it. They like, made us watch it in school. It was terrible. Really? No. Like the old man took us. Uh, he. It was a Sunday. It was probably around like football time where he was really wanting to be left alone. So he dropped me and my brothers off at uh, that movie theater over in Kingston Pike. It was like the Capri Four. Had like four screens, so what we'd do we'd we'd just spend the whole day there. We would just hop scotch and watch all four movies. Where was this theater? You know where the Bennett Art, that big huge art gallery, that big green building down in Hamburg is now? No. Sheesh. All right, so sorry. Woke Wizard of Oz and woke It's a Wonderful Life. Bear, will it suck? It's time for Will It Suck? It's time for Will It Suck? It's time for Will It Suck? Wikipedia critics panned The Wiz upon its release in 1978 with most reviewers directing their criticism at Diana Ross, who they believed Mm. was, quote, too old to play Dorothy. I I do remember that. She was. Age shaming? Seriously? Well, I mean, she was in her... what, 40s and playing a, you know, 14-year-old yeah. girl? I feel like that's rightful to uh, criticize. All right. Uh, the 
<laughs> so what are we dealing with? The Wizard of Oz remake. What? It's a Wonderful Life too, right? It's the other one. Both to be more inclusive. What does that mean? Diversity. Put some black people and gay people in it. Thing like, no. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of, you know, remakes, but that seems to be the thing. Just say yes. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. It's going to suck. It depends on who you they get. You, you can't just remake stuff and put minorities in it and say, hey, hey, see, it, it's better now. No, it's never better. It always sucks. I think It's a Wonderful Life has a lot better chance than The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you can't go too outside the box on that. you got to kind of make it as it is. And if you don't, people are going to kill you for and it. And then it just all comes down to who you cast. If you get the right actors, yeah, you could have a little bit of mad. It's so, a Wonderful Life's look, incredible story. And, and that's why it doesn't need to be remade, because the original is mm -hmm. perfect. Give us something new. All the actors, all the directors, and everybody you're going to work with are perfectly capable of making something new and creative and putting it out into the world that we go see of its own merit. I don't know. Hollywood seems to be running out of ideas. Because they keep doing stuff like I, this. No, I agree. You wouldn't remake Citizen Kane or Casablanca. They're perfect films of that era. There's no reason to remake this. And people are going to hate it. Nobody nobody likes this. Did like, you, you, you see a remake of Blazing Saddles? No, you couldn't do it. Yeah, you, you First couldn't of all, do you, it. you literally couldn't get away with it because people would say it's racist sexist homophobic and whatever you imagine i mean like if richard pryor and and mel brooks came up now there's no way in hell they let them the two of them they, we'd never know their names oh it's it's gonna suck just like the woke fresh prince sucked the woke snow did they make the snow white thing is that done yet or did people did it get canceled because it's gonna I mean, be it's so bad probably either in progress or has already been done i Obviously, I haven't kept up with it because I just knew it was going to be bad. The Woke Wonder Years sucked. Ugh. I like that. <laughs> you were the one. The one. Yeah. I don't think Did that Did they was... cancel it? It had Dulé Hill in it. I love that guy. Okay. like Because they had an actor you liked in it doesn't I mean thought it was, it was, thought... it was... How many... How... You did not watch the entire season of The Woke Wonder Years. You saw a promo on it, saw that Dulé Hill was in it, and said, oh, yeah, I like that. No, I watched the first four or five episodes, and then I remembered why I didn't it's really Honest watch. Monday, Bear. It's Honest Monday. I didn't really like The Wonder Years that much. I mean, it was just... I was at a, I mean, I was in college at the time. I just... It wasn't... Didn't like it, just never really watched it. That's going on the no, it's not. What Wonder you, what, Years the, is beloved. The other, oh wait, universally beloved. Yeah, you are the not, only I'm person not, I've no. ever met in my life that says I, I, I didn't I, like I the Wonder Years. I have not watched all of the Wonder Years. Does the other Wonder Years go on the other list then? <laughs> Woke That's Wonder Years. Put it on there. I'll proudly stand. Proudly stand for that. All right, well, we get to read both lists now. In hour number three, I'm I'm getting fired up for hour three now. Did uh did you guys like Beverly Hills Cop one two and three? I I loved one was like all I mean, time right yeah such a great movie two He's, was good it was the same thing with Lethal Weapon by the time you start getting into the threes three and fours, got three was kitschy to me did you see they're making a fourth one this year yeah are they getting everybody back Judge it, it, yeah it looks like they're getting and Taggart's coming back it looks like they're getting everybody yeah but are they getting 
uh, I don't know if you guys know this. You know who one of the bad guys was? Really bad guy in that. In the first Beverly Hills Cop. What do you mean one it, of the real uh, bad guys? It wasn't Nolte. It's the other guy that looks just like him. Nope. Busey. No, I mean, that was, he was in Lethal Weapon. I'm talking about Beverly Hills Cop. Mike from Breaking Bad when he had hair. Oh, yeah. Shameful, uh, shameful admission here. Never seen Beverly Hills Cop. Really? Never seen Lethal Weapon either. What? I know. You've I, never I, seen I know they're Beverly probably Hills good. Cop? I know I would probably enjoy them. Just never seen them. Never got around to it. All right, Chris, let's see how well you know Lethal Weapon. What famous rock star's father is in the first scene of the Lethal Weapon 1 series? Lethal Weapon? Yep. I'm not going to claim to know Lethal Weapon as well. Famous rock star's father. Uh... Were you about to say Freddie Mercury? No, 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 no. Yeah, he's... Yeah, just some old Zanzibarian. The first in the first scene. Yeah. When the girl jumps out of the roof. No, the Christmas tree lot. First time you see. Uh, oh. When the okay, so the first time you see. Riggs. I don't know who is it. Anthony Kiedis's old man. Oh. What's that guy's name? He has some funny name, doesn't he? I don't know. Bad, Wait, that's Anthony Kiedis's dad. Because Anthony Kiedis was in Point Break. He was an actor. He was a bad guy in Point Break. Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number three, the ceremonial reading of the lists coming up. The drive.